Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Good evening and welcome to another episode of Two Slips in the Gully. I've got both my hosts here. How are you today, Aaron? I'm well, thanks, mate. How are you going? Oh, I'm good. What about you, Glenn? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Good. I'm glad you went to Aaron first. <laughs> Just, I was halfway through a big yawn. I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was about to, I was down the barrel and I thought, yeah, yeah. no, I've got to make that adjustment. Yeah, this, so you this, know. this is why you're the captain. <laughs> That's right. Got to make those on-the-fly on the decisions. Commentary team captain. <laughs> yeah. It's about the X factor. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Got to get you doing all the like, the warm ups and training and stuff that Richie had them. You the need boys to have an through. agile mind to have an agile body. Or yeah, agile body to have an agile mind. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you guys getting excited? If, so long as the weather plays nice, we're all looking like finally getting our first game of the season on this weekend. Yes. Well, there's excitement tempered with very with very cynical eye on the. Cautious coming weather. Cautious optimism, I think, is probably the closest that we can get. It's yeah, been we're not, absolutely torrential here the last, yeah. well, the last week, but really over the last three or four months, it's been pretty wet. Have you seen the Bathurst One Thousand? That's basically been us on and off now for the last. On what, three months, four months? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty wet up here. The commentary team was like, we haven't seen anything like this for the Saturday part of the race, and Bath locals are just like, it's just another day here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw a couple of people just walking around in their ponchos, and I just couldn't resist. I just said, welcome to Bathurst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've got some big changes. So um, I've been given the reins of one of the President's Cup teams, which is a, a grade in the local cricket here. I've... Uh, <laughs> Came out of nowhere. I sort of got uh, hit up 
relatively yeah. last yeah. minute, so I've got to yeah, stretch we my... Can, we can thank our, um, our guest commentator, Harrison, for that one, can't we? No, it was Mark, the, other, was the Mark, other guy. Oh, the other guest commentator. Our other commentator that we had on a few yes. weeks ago, Mark, he uh, oh, he dropped yeah. me in it, so... Yeah. Was, was money exchanged under this table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah. I... Oh, you get on the on the podcast. You put in a good word for me to be your captain. So <laughs> it all worked out on the wash. Yeah. Now a bit of a surprise. Pretty excited, and I've got you, Aaron, joining me. You're going to be one of my key players in my my lineup for this season. You well, pumped. Define key. <laughs> <laughs> very like very key. Opening all the doors. Yeah. Well, um, after our efforts in the nets the other day, I have cautious optimism. I'm not going to make a total fool of myself. Yeah, but that's good. probably as far as I'm prepared. You, yeah, had, that, point you had that sort of, I don't know, 20, 25 over ball hooping a bit. It's probably a bit older than that, actually. Yeah. yeah it's hard to tell in the nets because balls age really, really quickly. Yeah, well, it didn't seem to miss the middle of your bat too often, mate. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, well, it's yeah, going. Yeah, you're going all right. <laughs> How about yeah. you, Glenn? I've, I've had a few nets, haven't I? How are like, you feeling? This is probably, yeah, the, this is probably the most mid-season form that you've been in for the beginning well, of the season. Well, yeah, I mean, we... we yeah, they actually trained at this club. Um, and I mean, like we, we trained at the well, yeah, we trained at the bushies, but um, you know, it was sort of like whoever showed up, and there was a lot of sort of phoning it in, half assing it. Um, and it's like, okay, good. Uh, so got rocking up to the first game of the season, and uh, you know, I've faced a lot of garbage spin bowling in the nets, so this has prepared me well for <laughs> opening the batting yeah. in second grade. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, oh, this man, is probably I, the best preparation I've ever had. I don't envy any top order batsman on turf wickets in our town for the next probably month at yeah. least, probably longer if the weather holds around. It is going to yeah. be just, horrid. Just play the line. And on play the, the line and don't think about it. And on the flip side, any seam bowlers out there are just going to have an absolute field day. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. So uh, And, yes, yeah, so you've, you're in second grade this year and uh, looking yeah. to go on to bigger and better things. So best of luck. I am trying, yeah. Um, it might be a bit late. You might have to do no, some work under the I'm, table next time we no. have Mark on. Yeah, that's Look, right. I, um, I don't think that it's ever really too late. You, yeah. you have to be a reasonable player to play first grade, and I think it, Glenn qualifies as a reasonable player. Um, Technique-wise, I don't see it being a problem. It would probably just be a little bit of adjustment. It's back up, re, it's back up to pace. Yeah, back up. It would probably be a little bit quicker through the air, most of the bowlers, but... Yeah, well, it's a bowl is a bowler, mate. It's, it's at this a point in that you, uh, you sort of, you go, okay, uh, you know, we, we don't love Jimmy Anderson here, but uh, you've got to take inspiration from the fact that he's still playing cricket at the top level. At uh, like 59 at, years old, whatever he's saying. <laughs> yeah, um, well, at 40, and it's like, okay, you know, like that's been done before, but usually it's a batsman. Yeah. Um, if you can rock up and fast bowl uh, for England at the age of 40, I can probably look to make first grade in my uh, local <laughs> comp <laughs> at 37. Yeah. 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 All to play for. Uh, all right. So you didn't come here to listen to us wax lyrical about our cricketing prowess. You want to have hear our opinions on what's going on today in the world of cricket and uh, we're going to have a just, uh, well, as you can see, everything in cricket at the moment is all things T20. We've got uh, Australia has just had a two-match series 
I know, right, two-match series yeah. against the West Indies where uh, we've already played one game against England. The other game, I believe, is being played as we speak, so I'm Indeed avoiding the score so yeah, I can we, watch that. It's all been locked away. There'll be no checking the scores because after what happened last time, we were involved in a game. <laughs> the podcast got a little bit patchy. Yeah, it did. It, <laughs> it did. got quite patchy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> India has taken on, oh, they're playing ODIs, which yeah. is weird. They're bucking the trends. They're playing ODIs against South Africa. Africa and New Zealand, Pakistan and Bangladesh are playing one of the good old Tri-Series. How good's that? Yeah. Bring, tri- bring back the Tri-Series. Love the Tri-Series. The, T20 Tri-Series. Yeah, the, VB, the VB Tri-Series uh, with a little boonie with a little boonie yeah. and both yeah. from doll things that mm-hmm. made yeah, noises. With Ansett Australia as another major <laughs> <laughs> that, that dates those series, doesn't yes, it? it? Oh, yeah. It's sponsored by Ansett. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, plenty of teams to talk about, obviously, because there is a World Cup coming up, and that is not far away. I'm pretty sure the 26. 20- Seventh is yeah, the, the, start, at the end of this us month. versus um, New Zealand as the opener of the World Cup. Well, after the top twelve and the qualifiers, and I think that the uh, the qualifying rounds are the sixteenth. So I could be wrong about that, but it's yeah, that's really yeah, close. Sunday the sixteenth. So it's uh, Sri Lanka this weekend. This Sri Lanka weekend. versus Namibia, and then on the Monday we've got West Indies versus Scotland, and then on the. Oh, hang on. Sunday the 16th is the world. The UAE versus the Netherlands. Yeah, so it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So we'll get in. We'll have touch on, we'll touch on obviously, what the uh, Aussies did against the West Indies in the first game against England because, let's face it, you've been here for 120-odd episodes. You know we're all about the Aussies. And then from there, we'll have a chat about uh, what's going on in the rest of the world for the World Cup. So uh, stay tuned, and all that is coming up right after this. So we had a two-match series against the West Indies uh, recently. That's in this, my favourite thing. Two, yeah, I know. Two-match series. You love two-match series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's mine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. um, as a bit of a warm-up for the World Cup, which I thought was a, a bit odd. You know, you couldn't squeeze in just another one just to, like, if it's yeah, just if it's a warm up game, why aren't we just playing like a select eleven again? But I suppose the West Indies need warm up games. Well, they were relatively interesting games. It just it's always that thing with us. We always just just have a natural yeah. dislike for for two match series because what yeah. happens if you win one each? It's yeah, just, it's just a, it's a pointless. It's an exercise in futility, really, isn't it? When you think about it. Um, what and as you know, we've had this discussion about various things before, haven't we? And yeah. like the scheduling of the stri- cricket Australia seems to want to foist upon us. Certainly, it, it is a jam pack calendar. We understand that, but when you when you actually look at the calendar, like why you couldn't? You tell me they they played t twenty games like two days apart. Well, we don't have didn't have time to get it squeeze another one in with the West Indies. Mm. You know what is the point? Yeah. Oh, we could we could dedicate a whole episode of the frustrations with the with the scheduling, and I'm still frustrated that in this post COVID era where there is so much cricket being played, we haven't led went down the path of playing multiple games at the same time. We can play one yeah. like a Test series here, and we can play a, a T20 series somewhere else, and just increase yeah. the volume of our of our international representatives to actually create some depth and. But no, it's just got to be the same group of fifteen or so players go everywhere, and yeah, and people miss out. Like 
like the Zimbabwe missing out on a test match, despite the fact that they were begging for a test match yeah. when they came out here. That's a very, that's a very, point. very sore point with us, I'm afraid, because if, just in the interest of promoting the game, just promote the game, okay? Not make money, okay? You're bringing out a minnow, playing them at a test match. We had, I think we're talking about it at work. We quite comfortably put a team on the field that's already got baggy yeah, greens. There's always the, the catch cry is if you're going to do that, you're just giving out cheap baggy greens. I mean, you could make a fairly handy 11 that, uh, like we were saying, we won't spend too much on this because we'll, we'll fall down the rabbit hole and we'll never come back. But no. you know, <laughs> Steve, Steve Smith's not being currently utilised in the um, the T20 setup. He's being ousted for, for other players, so he potentially could have played in yeah. that that test game against Zimbabwe while the T20 series is going on. Um, Kawaja doesn't play in the one in the one day or T20 setup. Labashane doesn't play in the in the T20 setup. Travis Head's not being used in the T20 setup. Yeah. So there it's is, right there, there. Is your top four of your top you, six test you, players. Yeah, you've got an open. Warren will play because he's going to be part of the World Cup. So then you got you need an opener. Kawaja three, four, five, and then Green isn't currently in. The T Twenty setup, but we'll I understand. Talk about that shortly. I understand that they're, they're 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 having a look at him. So then you can still easily, quite easily, find another number six to go if you wanted to leave Green in there. But if you mm. didn't, he could come across and play number six. Mm. Carey's not part of the limit overs setup, so he would play um, Test cricket. Pat Cummins is the captain, so he would have to miss a few T Twenty games to play this. But there's That'd still be a shame. There's still plenty of other games towards the end that he would have been able to catch that up. And then, you know, if you wanted to play Stark and Hazelwood in the T20s to get them ready, then you've got Nisa, you've got Bolland, you've got Jai Richardson, you, and they've all got baggy greens. You yeah. don't need to worry about handing out a cheap one. Uh-huh. Um, I say with inverted commas that you can't actually see on a, on a podcast, I'm aware. But yeah. so, and Nathan Lyon. And a- Nathan Lyon is not part of the T20 setup either. So really, you've got to find an opener and a middle-order bat or yeah. slash all-rounder yeah. at worst. And then... Three quicks or two quicks. There's plenty of them running around. We could have quite easily put up a a test side that didn't include key T20 players that were still incredibly incredible, incredibly competitive, and shown uh, Zimbabwe a nation that quite easily could just give up on test cricket because it's not lucrative. But they're out here hat in hand, going, "We'd love to play a test," and we've just told them, "Nah, don't have time for that. Get out." Which annoys me. But back to the Aussies versus the Windies, unless oh you had something that you wanted to No. No, no, no I'm fine. Cool. <laughs> so back to the Aussies versus the West Indies. The first game was was a bit interesting. The the was I think we saw both sides of the West Indies in that first game. They're a side that looked like they have could have the world at their feet. That shot that Kyle Mayers played, that back foot punch, quite possibly yeah, one Kelly of the best. Rated, rated that, didn't he? Quite possibly one of the best shots that has ever been played in cricket ever. It was that good. Yeah, yeah. it was pretty good. And it wasn't bad. Um, I think we were talking about it last week. Yeah, because just, just, yeah, like we caught ago. the beginning of it before we yeah. came and started the podcast. Um, and then it was just a procession of really bad shots, just yeah. stunting momentum. Mm-hmm. But the impressive thing about the Windies, and I reckon in this World Cup, they're going to absolutely pizzle a team or two because it's yeah. going to come off. They had... Um, Elzari Joseph coming out at nine or ten, and he hit Pat Cummins for two sixes. Like, and they were amazing. Like back over his head, like fifty rows back sixes. Yeah. They've, they've got genuine hitting down to ten, where you just go out, clear the front leg, see ball, hit ball, and they've got a guy like Peran or Mays or someone like that that can manage to 
sort of bat through, mm. they'll come off at some point and they'll put on a monster score. But I just they just don't think they've got quite the anchor when they're coming up against the really good teams that you can really bat around. They're just a bit too flimsy. Yeah. It's, you know, six or sticks essentially is how they were going. And I just don't <laughs> think that that's – uh, conducive for going for if they get hot though if they get yeah. hot and, and they could really shake some teams up but I they're, think they're a confidence team I, yeah. I would say that they're on the outside looking in but a lot of teams have said that about the Windies in the past especially mm-hmm. in this format and so it would be teams. very impressive but to come through a qualifying series just to make the tournament and then to go deep into it I don't see them doing it neither well, do I, I'm, I'm with you I think there'll be Sides I'll play against and they will absolutely blast them off the park because two or three of their guys will come off and they'll get 230, mm. 240. I think when the crunch comes, but in the pressure situations, who's their pressure go-to player? I think Paran's going to have to have yeah. a big, big tournament yeah. for them to make any noise at the point. Because they have no shimmer on Hetmeyer because he doesn't understand plane scheduling. <laughs> um, who else? There's no one else. That I can see there, who is well, they've, they've lost is, a lot of the experienced players yeah. that they had when they were a, a sort yeah, of yeah, so oh, Gail, Bravo, um, um, Pollard, Pollard, Russell, those yeah. sort of guys, yeah, um, yeah. So, and there's obviously going to be a step down from that. Those are the guys are some of the finest T20 players that have ever played from any country. Like they would, yeah. if you were going to do a world, an all-time T20 eleven. You know, Gail, yeah. especially Gail and Bravo, were probably yeah. a strong shout of making that side for. Oh, I think Gail and Bravo at, at their best mate walk into that team. Yeah, you so know, we're and, talking in T Twenty terms. I mean, Bravo's record in T Twenty cricket is just absurd. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so is Gail's actually. Yeah, actually, I was looking just side tracking. I was looking at a few things um, in one of the stats pages the other day, and I didn't realise. I knew he had one. Chris Gale's got two test triple hundreds. Yeah, and an average yeah. of, like for a guy that gets talked about as being this white ball mercenary, he averages 42, 43, two yeah. test triple hundreds. He's, a, he's an incredible batsman. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like 42, that puts him right around um, yeah. Greenwich, Haynes. Yeah, that's those sort of the numbers. Sort of, yeah, they're the sort of people who he's in the same pantheon with. And we never talk about Gale being an all-time test opener for uh, for the West Indies, and, and rightly so. I don't think he's quite there. But when you when you think about it, you're looking at, you know, um, Gordon Greenwich. I think he's what he's a similar sort of batsman, averages 44. That's not a great deal better than Chris Gale. So no. I think Chris Gale is a very underrated, underrated cricketer. So, yeah, I think I think in tests, if he would have played a bit longer, it would have been interesting. Mm. Um, you know, when he was on, he was on, but gosh, he looked horrible sometimes. Oh, yeah. and I suppose that's the nature still, of the I way still, he plays. I still remember a hundred that he made against us at the Wacker and putting McGrath under the roof of of the Wacker. Yeah, hit, hit him straight back over. I'm, his head I'm, a, bit, I'm a big fan. I'll always be a big fan. That's like, wow, man, really. Very, very underrated talent. And yeah, there's going to be a step down from the Windies to losing uh, cattle of that uh, of that caliber. Um, King as a player looked really good. Alzari Joseph looks a million bucks. He's gonna. He looks like he's really developed. He's he always had potential as a bowler. Oh, I think I the Windies particularly well in that second. I thought game. they misused him. I thought basically every time he came on, he, he should have had two two over spells. They just sort of. Right when he was putting the pressure on, them, and they went and changed it because they just wanted to keep new yeah. looks. And I was just like, "Man, Joseph's yeah. all over him at the moment. I would have given him that second over." I'm not. I'm not always a fan of that idea that you continually rotate your bowlers. If you've got like a Josh Hazelwood and you can get two or three overs out of him for ten runs, and he takes two wickets, that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that, than, that's, that, that changes the game as well. Like, it does, and that's a great segue. Yeah. I think Hazelwood's ranked. 
one and I think is the best one day international bowler and the second best T twenty bowler in the world right now in the ICC rankings. I mean that's right. that's amazing when you go back to the the twenty nineteen World Cup and he was missing games. Like yeah. he was on the periphery of that yeah. one day squad and wasn't playing T twenty cricket at all. I mean yeah. Like I'm a huge, huge fan of Josh Hazelwood. I get the man crush every time I watch him bowl. And this well, guy is really underrated. <laughs> nah. He's the, the forgotten man because you've got Pat Cummins, who's who's the, the sort of prodigy captain, Mitchell Stark, who blows people away with his, and you just kind of forget about. Hazelwood, he just kind of chips away. Well, Nathan, yeah. Nathan Lyons yeah. come out and said a number of times that Josh Hazelwood is the most important part of their attack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when you consider that includes himself and the captain, so um, yeah. yeah, big yeah, big raps on Hazelwood, and he he's come such a long way, and he always just seems to be able to dry the runs up, and and, and even if he starts to go, he may, he sort of he's got to that point now where he was a bit, you know, one trick ponyish, I suppose, in the beginning. Like there was yeah. a reason he wasn't playing a lot of one day in T Twenty cricket, and he's yeah. he's now worked on his yeah. game enough that he's. A couple of years in the IPL in those pressure situations every day has done him the yeah. world of good. And he's the sort of bowler who bowls ball that length ball, so there is every risk that he's going to get sent over the rope a few times. And he's now worked other facets of his game in that if plan A doesn't work, there is a plan B and a plan C. But I felt early on in that one day, well, limited over his career, it was plan A. And if plan A didn't work, then it's going to be a long day for, yeah. for Josh. And, and, and they never used to bowl him at the death. Yeah, uh, you can you can confidently bowl him at the death now. If that's what you want to do. Yeah, you know, does unexpected things. He he, he he uses the short ball really well. And and he's, and he's actually got a couple of different slower balls as well. And like there's one that it's it's not even really a slower ball. It's more just an off speed ball. It's about five six k's an hour slower than that standard ball, and it causes a lot of problems because he hits that length and he does get. He's always going to get bounce. He's going to get bounce on most wickets. So uh, we got out of that series pretty well with uh, with the results. Uh, we continued with Cam Green at the top of the order. Um, did, did you see? Uh, did you see um, Cummins came out today and said that he's not good enough. He's not. He's not ready. Green. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Yeah. Um, I would concur with that. Like we were all very very excited with the two blistering games he played against India. Yeah. But he hasn't really done anything since then, and had the opportunity at the top of the order, yeah. and. And I don't think his bowling's quite there. And I, I would agree with that sentiment, but I think that, you know, we would be silly post this World Cup to not I, get him in there and just let him grow I, into I that role. The, I find if, if that was exactly – now, I read it off Facebook and they tend to sensationalise their headlines a bit. But if he did speak that plainly, I'm kind of refreshed by how direct that is. He's not good enough yet. He's not ready. Um yeah, from an Australian captain, it's it's kind of rare these days that someone just goes, "Yeah, that's that's how it is." He he, <laughs> if Australia's got any sense, that's what they should be grooming him for: powerful, big hitting all rounder. They can just plug in at the top of the order, and then I think they just need to to just shift him back down a gear or two. I think yeah. he's going. His game plan in the, in these two twenties since the Indian series has just been. I'm been, hitting everything before. Yeah, everything Every, it's just it's just been uh, the same. It's, game. it's maybe the Rishabh pant. Effect. I just he, he doesn't his own he, he doesn't play like that in any <laughs> yeah. other form. So I have a feeling they've just sent him out there with a mission. Going, look, your job is to go big, yeah. uh, go hard from ball one, and see what happens. And I think he's just absorbed that 
Because he's a he's a better batsman than that. He's a much more sensible batsman than playing a shot a ball. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is refreshing to know that because if you can play a shot a ball and it comes off, you don't necessarily need to open. So it gives him the flexibility. If he's comfortable to walk out, see ball, hit ball, he can bat anywhere in the top six. Yeah. Um, yeah. And gives him so it gives Australia a lot of flexibility. But I think what we saw over in India is something that we can get out of Cam Green, and we should be trying our very best to try and and push him. To get to back to that spot, and I think that. So, do you think we'll be seeing him play in the top order at the Scorchers this year, or? Um, well, not until after <laughs> when, when the New he, Year's. When he's available for them. When he's available, yeah. I, d- I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what the Scorchers lineup is looking like, but they'd be crazy not yeah, to put look, him up they in have, the top. I think they've got about six Cam Greens in their top order. They all look yeah. like big, tall, right-handers. Yeah, smash the ball they'll have Hardy, they'll have Marsh, they'll have yeah. Green. It's crazy the talent that's coming out of the West, right? Yeah. They'll have, what's is it, Laurie? Laurie Evans was a guy they picked yeah. up in the draft. So Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think... I'm interested to see if Teague Wiley manages to score a spot in the Scorchers. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe not playing every week, but if there's you know, squad rotations or COVID or anything like that hits and he gets a gets a gig, it would be nice to see him exposed to some you know, international be interesting to see if his game goes that way too. I mean, I was very impressed with the fact, you know, he scored his, that 100 the other day at a, at a run every two balls, man. And yeah, that's that's I, good I going. If Scott, in t- if Scott Riley was here, he would be saying, "Leave him alone. Don't, yeah. don't put that rubbish T Twenty technique in." Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I, I, I'm a little bit along those lines too. That's what mm. I'm talking about. Does his game go there? We don't want to change what that, what he's bringing already. Um, he doesn't need to go out and be taught how to, you know, re, you know, ramp yeah, people for six and all that sort of I stuff. Mean, yeah. You're worried about the Jordan Silk effect. Um, who had a very good first class. Record until he had to change his technique to play twenty twenty cricket. Yeah, now he barely gets. He's back now, but it's a bit late. Yeah, you know he's about my age. I don't know whether he's going to make that next step. <laughs> um, so moving forward from there, we uh, it was quite controversial for some, and I didn't see why everyone was kicking up a stink about it. But we're now playing a three match T twenty series against England, and our entire front line bowling attack didn't go to Perth. They we've got one in Perth and two in Canberra, and our front line bowling attack went to Canberra. And so did Glenn Maxwell, and then we played a reduced strength team. I think we had Ellis, Kane Richardson, Daniel Sams, and Swepson were our main bowlers. And then we had an, uh, we had Green at the top with Warner, uh, Marsh, Finch, um, Stoinis, David, yeah. Wade, et cetera, et cetera, went out there and yeah. um, had a game out there. Oh, I don't see why people are so up in arms about it. Like, I get it, but... They've missed four hours of bowling, and like they've all played against the uh, the Indians. They've played against the West Indies. They're going to get two more games against England. Um, you know, the last thing you'd want is Josh Hazelwood or Pat Cummins picking up a side strain or something like that in a meaningless. Yeah, like the, these T Twenty games that we're currently playing against England don't really mean a great deal. We're coming up to a World Cup. You know, the world rankings at the moment don't really... We're qualified. It's just essentially putting miles on the legs of the players, get them ready. And Hazelwood, Stark, Cummins, like, they're pros. They know how to get themselves ready for a game. They're not going to be underdone missing one game. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I probably, think the whole yeah. logic behind it is, too, that they don't really want... It's always been a bit of an issue in Australia with fast bowls, particularly tall guys who don't fit particularly well into airline seats. Yeah. So, 
That's just a, a, it's a precaution. I'm pretty sure they're not flying economy, though. Yeah, you know, but right. I, just, I just think, like, it's absolutely, we're going to wrap them in cotton wool. Let's, it make, it, let's make it two layers of cotton wool. It probably bizarre. would have been good to get them over to a WA because they haven't had any international cricket for a while in terms yeah, of the fans. Ha- I mean, but what, has anybody worked out why that is yet? Well, um, I think it's... Has it got to do co- with the COVID restrictions well, that they had in place? Yeah, well, they wouldn't let them come over, essentially. They couldn't get no. into the... They were supposed to play... Um, they were supposed to host an Ashes game, and that didn't happen. That's why we went and played in Hobart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, then we had uh, the Indians didn't want to play over in the wa- over in the West, so we scheduled a game with Afghanistan, and then that fell through. Yeah. And then obviously, then the Border Gavaskar Trophy went ahead without a game in in oh, Perth. Yeah. So it's just sort of been yeah, COVID and some other bits and pieces, and they just haven't really seen. Mostly COVID. Mostly COVID has stopped it because um, yeah. the Western Australian Premier basically put that hard border on and no one could go in or out and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, but I mean... They were about that, ready to secede, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that, you know, for all intents and purposes, those barriers have been down for a while now. Yeah. yeah. So and now we're... Well, I mean, the series is still being sponsored by Detail, though. Yeah. Well, they probably would have so They're going well over there at Detol Incorporated. Yeah, they yeah. would have signed a multi-year deal. That's um, yeah. how it works. A, we, yeah. won't, we won't go with the corporate slogan. So yeah. um, <laughs> the game against England was a bit of an eye-opener. So Butler and... Um, Hales. Hales, who uh, returning to the English side, uh, came back out here and uh, they showed some of the form that they've shown in the Big Bash over in the past and they absolutely blitzed us. Yeah. Blitzed us to, to to start with. The only person who wasn't getting towed up was Nathan Ellis. I'm sure you were pretty happy watching that game, yeah. Glenn. You're uh, like I, I, vindication. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, is he that quiet of an achiever now? He's you know, he, his, record, his record for T20s is played, what, 10 or so games, and his record is ridiculous. I think it's nine, he averages, with a yeah. strike, with an economy under seven, I think six and a half. Yeah. So, I'd, look, I'd, I'd like to see him in the other formats as well. I mean, he, he made a first-class debut and, and killed it. He absolutely, no shadow of a doubt, should be in the squad ahead of Kane Richardson. I don't know what's happened to Kane. I've been a big fan of Kane Richardson, but over the last 18 months or so, he has just lost it. You know what? He's I, got, I, he's I got haven't. slower ball <laughs> obsession, mate. That's yeah, what I think yeah, it is. It's all the, these off-speed things, mate. The Andrew Toy effect. Like yeah. he, was, he was never a star, but he was an honest toiler at international level who would do a job for you. He yeah. was never going to be... If he was your main first-string bowler, you weren't doing well, but if you, you know, you're resting a Hazel Water a Stark, and the next guy up for you was Kane Richardson. He was a good bench player to have. He would do yeah. a job for you. I don't know. I, I, the only reason I think he's getting picked is because they're getting mixed up and they want Joy. <laughs> I, I don't well, understand. Quite, quite frankly, at the moment, I'd rather have Joy. Yeah, well, Joy, Joy looked really good in the, yeah. the Shield game and the Ryobi Cup game. He's just a ready-made replacement for any of these guys, isn't he? I think yeah. he's got to be the, the first cab off yeah, the he stays, He stays healthy. He yeah. will be, yeah, he'll have a very good career. But uh, so, yeah, we finally, I, I was actually really impressed after we finally made the initial breakthroughs and got rid of Hales and Butler because they were looking like score of 220-230 and we pegged them back. And unfortunately, it was a Kane-Richardson 20th over, which meant they got over 200. We, they were looking at about 190-ish, I reckon, yeah. which would have been an absolute boon if we managed to get that to work but then you know uh chris wokes hit um hazel was not hazel for, hit richardson for a stack of runs and got him over the 200 mark uh, and we had that for all i reckon we had it in the bag for a long time in that game we were we outplayed and i think that's got to be a bit encouraging moving forward for australia that um 
we conceded a really big opening start. I think they were none for 150 at one point. Yeah, and they were. in about the 12th over. Yeah. And uh, we pegged them back to a, a chaseable score. And uh, and we almost chased it down. We probably we tried to take too much off Mark Wood's last over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Warner was having a great game. You know, Marsh didn't – it didn't kick on, but he looked good. Um, yeah, Finn, I actually thought Marsh batted really well. Like, he looked, he looked that Mitch Marsh that we've seen – in the, in the T20s last Finch, year. Finch played nice before he ran himself out, which was just like, come yeah, are, are on. Are we, are we saying that doing? Finch is starting to find a little bit of form? We, we'd like to. We'd like to get him to find some form. Uh, Stoinis, yeah. he's the guy on the chopping block with all of the, the Cam Green hype, which I think has now run its course. I think Green is – it's petered out. We're all very excited. And we, we were. We won't yeah. shy away from it. We thought he was the, the second coming. And I still think he is, but I've, now that he's – Few more games where he's been exposed. There's just little bits he needs to add to his temperament. I think technique wise, he'll be astonishing. But uh, I think he needs to, needs to work out. He's, got, he's still got time, even in T20s, to play himself in. Stoin has played a great game with the bat. Um, he was awful with the ball, so I don't know what we're going to get out of him as an all rounder. But um, he, he did his job as a batsman. Can we take him as just a batsman though? Oh, I think potentially, yeah. If he, he I think he is good enough if he fires. Like we've seen what he does in the big bash. I'm, I'm um, still very worried about Maxwell. Yeah, Max will be nice to see Maxwell get some runs. He, in the knows, next two he needs to get some runs, man, because he hasn't made a score yet. He has. When was the last time he made double figures? A long time. He's. <laughs> I don't want to have two of our experienced guys that far out of form. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like Finch has started to find some, I guess, but there's no mm. real depth in that form. It's 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 one yeah. innings. So yeah. what do we what do we like feel about the fact that Aaron Finch, all right, is well, he's not really under the pump because they're not going to drop him, but he's been struggling for form. That's why he's left the one days. Um, he's been struggling for form in the T twenties, and the, the reason that he gave for Cam Green opening the batting, continued to open the batting after going to India, was we wanted to expose Cam Green to as much cricket as possible in case of an injury and he gets called up to the squad. And so, yes, I agree with that. It's sentiment. very thorough there, though. Like, I mean, does everybody get that kind of run? What I, I like what, just what, in case they make the squad? The issue that I've got is that I think that Aaron Finch has a duty to be looking after himself. You know, if, yeah. if you want to go and get Cam Green some runs, why not bat him at four, which is still in the top order? Yeah. And you do your job, which you're supposed to be doing yeah. at the World Cup, which is opening the batting and getting that right. Uh-huh. Because you're you're actually sabotaging your own preparation and you're not the Aaron Finch of 2015 uh-huh. yeah. hitting boundaries for fun. You you shouldn't be there on form. On form, you'd have to know that if that you had a player with your resume, your recent resume coming in, he wouldn't get picked. But you're there because you're the captain. So you actually have a duty to be looking after your own form and putting yourself out of position for a player that's going to be there just in case yeah. is probably not the well, smartest I, thing he's doing. Honestly, I think I don't think he's an opener anymore. I don't think. No. I don't, and that's or that's, he's actually yeah. said that for the remainder of the warm up games heading into the World Cup, he will be back at the top. So yeah. the the Cam Green at opening the batting experiment is done. Uh, uh, He'll be opening the batting yeah. tonight's game I'm against going England. Bur- wrong. No, you got to go back to the middle order, man. Like those opening bowlers are just salivating. Well, see, the thing is, looking I don't, to hit your front pad. I don't like, think they can afford to because if you were going to put him into the middle order as or during the World Cup, surely you would put the opening batsman 
for the World Cup opening. You wouldn't just trial green there for shits and gigs. Yeah, no. So uh, if it was going to be a Stoinis, for example, well, he, he, he must there. be planning to open. So he, I think is, is so he'll almost certainly open for the World Cup. I think it's completely I, mad. I find it interesting and having a bit more of a historical perspective than you guys, being around a little bit longer. When opening batsmen start wanting to not be opening batsmen, it's time for them to leave. Mm. Yeah. Okay, he doesn't want to be an opening batsman anymore because he knows that the, everybody's worked him out, that they just target his front pad, yeah. and if they miss the front pad, they're going to bowl him. You're not going to see... You, you didn't see Tubby Taylor going down to number five. No. When he lost that, all of that form. It never happens. Remember okay. when he charged down the pitch and tried to change his game into yeah. being like Joe Surya? Yeah. Like Tubby yeah. Taylor just... Yeah. Mark but he, he, Tubby Taylor never said, I, yeah. I'm not good enough to open anymore. So I'm, and gonna, I so think, I'm going to bat at I five. I think in Aaron's, Aaron Finch, in his head, knows he's not good enough to open in international cricket anymore. Because if, yeah. if he's there, if Cam Green gets called into the squad, that would be, it means that he'd be coming in for, at the moment, he, all he's done is open the batting. So he would be replacing Warner or Finch is what you're... So surely it'd be like, where you plan on using Green? So he can't be thinking, what if I get injured? He's opening your Green comes in for an Agar or Stoinis or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's he going to do? And so from what he's saying is Green's going to open, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. because And, yeah, I, I, I don't mind the idea that we gave Green a run because we could. We had the, the personnel to do it um, in case we needed to get him ready for the World Cup. But I don't think he he wasn't going to open the batting. If Finch's plan was to always open the batting in the World Cup, Finch should have been there for all the warm-ups because his form isn't as automatic as... I'm assuming he's got enough self-awareness that he knows that his form is is waning and he should have been doing the right thing for his country and making sure that he was facing every ball that he could and getting himself right to do the job opening at a World Cup. And I just don't think it's responsible that... The problem that he's going to find, bud, is that every ball in a T20 game is so valuable. And he is not scoring at, uh, even when he's getting runs, he's not scoring at 150 or 160. Mm. That's 105, 110. He's barely more than a runner ball. And that, from your opener, not in the enough. power play, is won't, not good enough. Won't get your job done. You, know, you need a 140-plus strike rate in the, in the top. Well, it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the next two games against England to see if he's, you know, because he, he started he started to hit a few clean shots before, you know, getting getting out in the last couple of games. And he hit, scored that 50 against the West Indies, and it was a... It was, it was a responsible innings, but yeah. again, you come back to the fact that it wasn't a, a, a big chase. Do you know what I mean? He... It was the six, pressure, 60 the pressure off was 48 off. balls or something, which is... fifty. I think it was 55 or 53. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't great strike rate. And but he was, did the job that needed to be he, done, he so it was responsible. He was, a, he was an old head. Yeah. 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 Um, 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 what do we think about um, Tim David? I'm, I love Tim David. I think you get, get, him, get him as much trick as you can. Yeah, like people will point out that like he held out for a duck or one or whatever it was against England in the first yeah, game. He's going to do yeah. that occasionally. But, but his, job, his job is to come in at 5-6 and clear pickets. Yeah. And you've got to take that that if his natural his natural instinct is when you bowl a bouncer, I'm hitting that for six, sometimes it's going to hold out. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that, that was his fault. That, that over was where we lost the game. Because I think he was the first of the people to fall to Mark Wood. Yeah. And then Dave Warner was the second one. Off Mark Wood's last ball, 
Yeah, that, that was, was that was poor game awareness. That was that let was, that ball go. That was reckless from yeah. Warner. Like that really we're, was. We're willing to take a dot there. Yeah, the the run rate is now well in hand. Yeah. Well in hand, and this is their gun. Their gun is done. One more yeah. ball, and they don't have to worry about him. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's a big skill in twenty twenty. Just to go, this guy is on. We're just not going to give him wickets. Yeah. Um, it's it's underrated. Well, they've been doing it to Rashid Khan for years. Yeah, Rashid, they, really? Rashid Khan. People, he comes on and people goes, nah, three runs and over will do. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just don't get out to him. So, yes, to answer your question, I'm really happy with David. I think he's done enough to get into the squad. He should be playing more games for the World Cup yeah, than, than think, not. Yeah, I think the, he has to be almost first first choice. The second game against the West Indies where he hit 40-odd off 20 balls and just went, was it 6-4, six, 6-4 four, six, four, or 6-4, six, 4-6 four, four, six, and just... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sort of stuff him. changes a game. Mm. Yeah. And he's a guy that can do that. Now, obviously, I don't think we want him facing too many stuff between overs one and ten. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, further down the York, sh- he's the kind of guy that if we're losing wickets, you maybe shuffle a guy in front of him to yeah. to hide him so he can really just come in and go hard. Yeah. I don't think he's quite shown. Well, he did. He scored that 50 in the third game against India, and that was a, a grindy sort of innings. He had to get himself to a point where he could then tee off. So I think he's got it in him, but I think for the for his role what, in the team, that's, that's, that's not what we want him to do. No, so That's not what he's there for. What do we think about uh, Joss Butler being a good sport? Um, Matthew Wade, hang your head in shame. <laughs> what, the, what the hell was that? Oh, I don't yeah. think he knows. I think he panicked. I think he hit it straight up in the air. He was going to run, and then he wasn't. And then, because I think he's hit it up in the air, and he goes, oh, there's no point crossing because I can't cross anymore. Oh, yeah. I better go back. Where's the ball going? He's running at me. And I just, yeah, there was about a thousand thoughts, and all that came out of that it was looks, arm out. It looks bad in slow-mo. Um, it, look, it looks bad full stop. Yeah, yeah, he's gone, oh, quick, oh, no, wait, I can't do that. And then, and yeah, it was, I don't think it, at that point, Matthew Wade went, all right, I'll push him out of the way so he won't catch yeah. it. I think there was about 600 thoughts that flashed through his head in about, you know, a second and a half, and he panicked. And But yeah. either way, it was out. If Butler appealed, gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cut and dry. I was obstructing happy. Like, I, the field. I, I was watching that. I'm like, well, that's out. If he, <laughs> if he appeals, that's out. So yeah. I guess good on you, Josh. I, fi- I find yeah. it interesting, though, that the umpires went to him and said, do you want to appeal? Well, I think that's it was, how egregious they thought it was. Because I think it was, it was it was blatantly obvious. It wasn't sort of oh, we bumped into each other. He reached out and put his hand on and was look. I was looking at him at the same time. It's like he's looking yeah, at him. He's like, just going. He's trying to palm him off to score a try. But you could yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. You could in sort the of, rugby league, that that would be like, well, hang on, uh, well. It, the player is not looking at the ball, so you can go ahead and give a penalty there, Mr. Klein or yeah. whoever it is. And I think that he's got to there, and then yeah. he's, you can see in his head, he's like, I'm not allowed to do this, and then just, <laughs> and then just dove on the ground sort of thing. Yeah. He was just, yeah. yeah, but... I mean, yeah, I mean there's, there's been a couple of articles coming out comparing it to uh, the Ben Stokes one a few years ago. Um, and there's there's still people who are saying, oh, he was just trying to get get out of the way of the ball. No. I'm like, eh, eh. <laughs> nah. He, he started to run, yeah, and he was off balance. But nobody tries to get out of the way of something by putting their hand in in the way. Like, 
But again, that was a reason. Yeah, if he's like, if I don't think Ben Stokes went, I'll cheat here and I won't be here. Yeah, it's just a thing. Oh no, it's going to hit the stumps. And yeah, just in yeah. that fleeting second, you're like, I can't let it hit the stumps. And then you go, yeah. Oh no, I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, it was the same thing for when, when Steve Royal got out, handled ball, went for a sweep shot, saw the ball coming past, yeah. and grabbed it with his hand. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, you can't I remember do that. that. You can hit it with your, your bat, but you yeah. can't grab it with your hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And yeah. there was another one I can remember. Uh, I think it was in, might have been in the in the Ashes series out here during World Series cricket. Yeah. And some player, he's a tail ender, I think. It might have been Alan Hurst or someone like that. Yeah. And he's um he's jammed the ball down. It was going back towards the, towards the stumps. And he's gone. With and, his hand, like flicked and, it away and swept yeah. it away. So yeah. it was um, yeah, it was pretty blatant too. <laughs> He got given out as well. Well, it is a bit weird because you can, yeah, like you can hit it with your bat, which you would think it's it's kind of the same. Or you can kick it. Yeah, you can kick it with your. You yep. can do pretty much anything to it besides touch it with your hand. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a bit bit confusing. I've seen you know guys on Saturday get get quite confused and, and mm. be like, you know, see a guy kick the ball away and stop it from stumps, and they're mm. like, "Well, you can't do that." I'm like, "Oh, yes, yeah, you I can. can. You can." Yeah, you totally get. Yeah, just uh, don't do it with your hands. That's, I've, that's done, it, I've done it many times. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Stopping it with my foot. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. You just can't run off yeah. once you, if you like bottom edge it, it's going to hit the stumps and you flick it away with your bat. You then can't run. Yeah, that's yeah. hitting the that's ball twice. One, yeah, that's hitting the ball twice and it's very, very unsporting. Yes. The, the other one that comes up a lot on Saturday cricket is when you let the ball go and the keeper misses it. And you run through for buys. They go, oh, we didn't play a shot at it. I'm like, yeah, but it didn't hit him. Yeah, you can run buys. You can't run leg buys. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. of course you can. It's, it's like, a, yeah, it's yeah. Wicked this is your ball. this is your stuff up, not yeah, mine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. If it hits him in the leg, and that's why the keeper misses it and doesn't play a shot, yeah. sure, dead ball. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Clarifying that if you're umpiring on Saturday, and yeah. and. and be prepared to give somebody up for a man cat as well because I've got no <laughs> oh, doubt somebody, that's something that's going to terrify somebody, me. Unless, somebody is going to try it, mate. All those domestic much. cricket, like unless, you know, unless you need a lift from yeah. the guy later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there'll be there'll be some blow ups at the pub this year, I reckon. Oh yeah, <laughs> or, ju- or parents blowing up at other parents. Yeah. Your kid ran out my kid with a man. <laughs> well. Yeah, it's if I was a parent in that situation, it's in the don't room. leave the crease until you see yeah. the ball out of his hand. Tell your kid to stay in his ground. Exactly. That's that's the kind of parent I am. <laughs> Good thing I'm not a parent. <laughs> so, uh, how do we think? What are we are we happy ish with our prep for the World Cup? Do you reckon that we've got a, a solid chance of of a title defence here? You, I think. I think. I think all things being equal, we should be in the top four. I don't know if we're going to be good enough. When push comes, we said this last year though. Yeah, we thought semi-finals like, oh, was yeah. the peak. Semi-finals would be great, you know, at the, going into the tournament. And then it was like, you know what, semi-finals? Yep, yeah, good, good. Let's go another step. And yeah, all yeah. of a sudden we won it. But I mean, when whenever you're in the semi-finals, you get to those last two games, anything really can happen. That's and right. I mean, There's ask so little England. Different. Ask England. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like ask England. They were, they both thought they had one hand on the trophy last year. Before yeah. they got there. Yeah, the Kiwis had other ideas, mate. Yeah. So, but speaking, uh, yeah. So, sorry, go ahead. Pretty um, point. I, I think that we certainly have the ability. I'm a little bit worried just at the moment about our middle, 
our middle order. Maxwell has got no runs. Stoinis has been really inconsistent. Um, I think David has to play most of the games. Yeah. Um, our bowling looks pretty good. So, so roughly, uh, where would how would you think our lineup looks, including if you're going to include David? Where does that leave your lineup then? All right. Well, I'm looking at knowing that we can't do what we'd all want to do and drop Finch. He will yeah, be there. So it's got to be Finch, Warner, Marsh. Um, I think you have to play Maxwell at four. Yep. Um, Stoinis, David, somewhere five six is going to be obviously weighted seven, and then you bought you your bowlers. Um, I I think the fact that um Ashton Agar looks like he's going to miss the squad is going to hurt us mm. because he's such a good T Twenty bowler. I would certainly have a spot for him somewhere in the squad. Yeah, um, Ellis uh, has to be make close to making the eleven. Yeah, he'd be twelve. I think Zamp is obviously. I don't don't think Ellis is in the squad. I don't think he is either. I think he's a. I think Kane Richardson actually is in the squad, which I think should just be swap that around just right now. Kane Richardson, but we just touched on that. Um, He's become he's slower ball obsessed man, and people are just working it out. They're just waiting for him. Right. So you know, now we're asking him to shave his sideburns now. Yeah. <laughs> I, keep, I keep going back to that well, but, you know. Oh, I've, I'm pretty much with you. I would love for Steve Smith to be in there somewhere. I can't but, find a play. I, I love if, him too. I just can't. I don't think. I would open with Warner and Smith yeah. if I could, but I can't because Finch is there. Yeah. Um, and Smith has actually talked about wanting to open the batting in limited overs in cricket, um, like before. You know, to hopefully sort of prolong his career knowing that uh, he needs more time to play and sort of yeah. becoming that pinch hitter is just sort of not in his game. And I just think he's he's too experienced, he's too good to not have. But, yeah, with you, I just don't think he's – they'll play Marsh at three because Marsh is essentially that, that second opener that just comes in and goes hard. Yeah, I think they're talking about him for – Future captaincy. Well. Oh, Marsh no, actually came out and ruled himself no. out. Oh, yeah. did he? Okay. Yeah. He said he didn't have interested. I, I, I read the headline. I, I saw the photo. I yeah. did not read he, the he actually, And actually said because he's injured all the time and he's just got to get his body right and concentrate on yeah. playing good, consistent cricket. So well, it's one of, the things like, one of the things like I don't really uh, – I find really sad about Mitchell Marsh is that uh, everyone goes, oh, we pick, he's such a good guy. He's a good bloke. We always go, can he play cricket? Who cares if he's a good bloke? And it really sounds like that Mitchell and Sean are genuinely good guys, good, intelligent cricketers that understand their game and what they need to do and understand their criticism around them and through no fault of their own just get this massive public outcry, which we've been yeah, a part I mean, of. The, the name Marsh is kind of a double-edged sword mm. in a way. Uh, they get more criticism. Yeah, but... I, I think in the in the depths of time, people look back at, at those two guys and go, yeah, they weren't bad players. You know, the average... Sort of like the way we, we view Shane Watson now. It yeah, a... I, I don't think yeah. that... I don't think that I think... Mitchell will meet that... Uh, no, I, he's not so... going to be in Watto's class. I think Watto... Watto has had so much potential left unfulfilled as well. Like, if he hadn't have yeah. hurt himself when he was younger, he was 140k an hour bowling man. Yeah, he was OG Cam Green. Yeah, yeah. slightly shorter. Slightly yeah. shorter. Yeah. Um, yeah, Probably I him. just and I just feel like Marsh is such. A, he's just he, he's he seems like a genuinely good guy. He understands the game. He understands that while people are talking about after you know coming through some some good form in the last twelve months that his name's right up there, and he's like, well, no, I'm not. I'm not there. I've had a good twelve months, but I've got hurt about six times since then. I've got to get myself right and just concentrate on performing for my country. Like. Yeah. Um, I like that. And Again, simple thinking, direct. 
yeah, honest. honest. He, he made himself a name and, and a place in Australian cricket in this role. Okay, yeah. that we've that we found for him in in the limited overs games. Hopefully, he has the World Cup that we hope he can have because that's a key position at number three. That's a pivotal position. Oh, if he plays like he did over in yeah. the UAE, he will be do a long way to winning. Yeah. One of the things you'd say about the Australian side is it lacked firepower, other than right at the top. Yeah. If Finch, Warner, Marsh come out or come off, and then you've got Wade and David, like that's and Maxwell at four, like there is genuine power hitting yeah. the whole way through our batting lineup. We yeah. get like. It is one of the times that you'd say that we probably don't have any issues finding the boundary now. Yeah. You know, if Stoinis comes off, he's easily. The one thing that I am concerned about is a guy that when the bowling is a bit too good, yeah. is there enough guys in there that can turn yeah, those ones yeah. into twos? And, you're, and, plat- you're a platform player. Yeah, yeah or just even so doesn't speak. necessarily have to be a platform player, but a guy yeah. that's not just if I can't hit it for four, then I'm absorbing a dot ball. A guy that can just work it for one, and when they get back on strike can still look for that boundary. Yeah. And I think that uh, that's why I'd love to have Smith there, but he just he just yeah, he just doesn't quite seem to have that the boundary hitting the ability to find the boundary as easily as we'd like and it's just not good enough then to to drop a goal like Marsh that if he gets going to score as 70 off 30. Yeah, it was interesting though like earlier on in his career with the Sixers Steve Smith never had any such problems in the BBL. I think maybe people have gotten used to his scoring areas whereas yeah. early on it was like this this guy hits it in all these strange places. Yeah. Um, but I guess people have, you know, uh, teams have watched the video since then. Lots yeah. of video of Steve well, Smith. Well, there's yeah. been lots yeah. of video to make, hasn't there? Yeah. So. <laughs> You're all funny. Right. Well, let's have a look abroad then. So what do we like yes. about some of the nations abroad? Who we who we got uh, our eye on as being I, I dark think, horses? I personally think England are probably the favourites. Yeah. I don't know. Like, with no disrespect, because they, they did a job against us, but I just don't know if England have quite got the bowling, especially yeah, out here. I, I I'm think... not really intimidated by a Reese Topley, Chris Wokes sort of powered lineup on Australian pitches. Mark yeah. Wood will do well for sure. Adil Rashid, I'm not sure how he's going to go over here. They've got the batting got for sure. they in that first they'll, they'll, they'll bat teams out of the game. But if they yeah. get a bowling attack that in any way contains that batting lineup, I don't necessarily know if they've if they've quite got the, the bowling attack to necessarily be a clear cut. Yeah. Like, they'll be at the pointy end for sure. But I don't yeah. think that they're... Then their bowling attack sort of brings them back down. I think to even it's certainly not. Field. It's certainly not. Jofra the, Archer would yeah. have been absolutely phenomenal it's, to have in this one. Yeah. It's not the best bowling attack in the thing, but I certainly think it's experienced enough with that batting lineup because they only need two of those guys to come off, and they've got about eight of them. Mm. Um, so. From that point of view, I think they would probably be on Australian wickets. I think where the, the runs are going to be, at, there's going to be plenty of runs scored, mm. you know. Um, India are certainly going to be there India as well. are looking really good. Um, they, they just whitewashed South Africa in those one day. They just bowled them out for 90, if they 90 get, the other day. If they get Boomer healthy and get him out here. Uh, Boomer's out. He's out? He's, he's been ruled out. out. Yeah, okay. he's been ruled out. So well, that is a, that's they've a big added, blow. Who did they add? I forget who they added, but they added um, one of the guys that's been doing really well for them. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He got four wickets the other day. Um, they're going to be, you know. Yeah, they're always going to be. And Virat Kohli always stands up to play in Australia, so he'll yeah. be 
He'll be one to watch. I think Pakistan again. They'll be they'll be tough to beat. I think um, they're a little Riz- bit one dimensional once you get past Rizwan and Barbara's arm. Yeah, Where, but it's quite an effort to get past both of those yeah. guys. So. Well, that's that's the point, isn't it? Their bowling yeah. attack will do very well. They've got a lot of variety in their bowling attack. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think they're yeah, I think you're right. I think their their game plan result revolves around Baba and Rizwan doing the lion's share of the work, and if one of them gets out, the other guys complementing. Yeah, hopefully they want Rizwan or his arm to go most of the way through. Yeah. And if they come off together, then they put on 200 for no wickets down like they did against England. But if one of them doesn't come off, yeah. the other one keeps going and you bat around them. I think that, uh, yeah, if they you lose both openers early, it'll be interesting to see what plan B, C, D is. But uh, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of pedigree in that side. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Ho- the Hobart Hurricanes have gone after quite a number of the, the Pakistan players. For they're, they're very reliable. They're T20 players, so... Um, all of them have done well in the IPL and stuff like that. They come with good pedigree. They're very good players. They've got some pace there too. The, yeah, the, I the, think Ralph. Yeah, and yeah. Shaheen's going to be fit as well. Yeah. And so mm. they've got – they have – they're always the next factor, but you just don't know what you get from the package. Yeah, the problem the is they, the they, just, they always have that one game where they just seem to tank it. Yeah, well, they the, look absolutely horrible. And you go, yeah. what the – because, I mean, yeah. going back a few years when we beat them in the – I think it's a 99 World Cup. Yeah, 99. They were absolutely horrible. They were, they were horrible. rubbish yeah. most, through most of that tournament, but they did enough to get into the final – yeah. And we're playing well enough in the final. Australia's going, oh, well, we'd better play our best, and and we did. But mm. that's the sort of thing you get from Pakistan. They can look absolute rubbish. When they won the World Cup, they yeah. started off, they lost the first three games. They had to win in New Zealand their fourth game, otherwise they basically couldn't make the, the finals. Mm. And they ended up winning the whole thing. So they are going to be what they are, yeah. what they always yeah. are. What do we think about South Africa? They've always been the the, the powerhouse <laughs> that never seems to get the job done at the ICC tournaments. We think that they're in a position to break their duck. Uh, but Temba so. Babuma can't be opening the batting for them, even though he's their captain. He can't. It doesn't work. He's scoring at, he's scoring at less than 100. It doesn't work. They just don't have the batting. They don't. Well, yeah. you look, who have they got? They've got Miller. Quentin DeCock. Quentin DeCock. Classen looks really good. Yeah, an unproved quantity yeah. in these I, tournaments. I, I think if South Africa is going to want to get the job done, it's going to be done with their bowlers. And I think oh, their okay. bowlers will do very well Well, they've, ju- they've just added um, Marco Jansen to the squad. Um, Dwayne Pretorius yeah. was injured, so he had to pull out. Um, so, the, I mean, that's... Rabada, Nokia, Ngidi. Um, oh, I actually think that um, Maharaj will do a really good job. Uh, Shamsi, I'm not so sure. Shamsi, but he's, uh, he's got a good pedigree, but I don't know yeah. necessarily know how he's going to go out here. Yeah, but they've I got think he's too loose. They're, um, well, they can go with Maharaj if they yeah. want time. Um, their bowlers will do the line. Like I reckon they just need, if they get Quinton Cock and one other guy to sort of go, I reckon their bowlers will keep him in most games. Yeah. Um, I've, they're they're my dark horse. I think that they they might pull together for a bit of a Cinderella run. As I think everyone's yeah. this is the first tournament in a long time, other than the twenty nineteen World Cup where most people hadn't really. But this is they're sort of now like yeah. they had that dip. We know there's a dip. A lot of their gun players are gone, and they've had a bit of a rebuild. They're sort of trending up, but no one's really rating them yeah. super highly at the moment. And I think well, that they, if they, if their they results fire, their results are still being mixed. And they play well here. They yeah. play. They were very unlucky not to make the twenty fifteen World Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Elliott having a, a semi final for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> and what he's, a, he's what still a one tournament, he, tournament player that guy. He's was. still dining out on it too. He's got himself a massive gig over in New Zealand as one of the prime commentators. On I think they 
wanted to. I forget the the pay TV over there, but he's like yeah. the, he's like the Richie Bono of of pay <laughs> yeah. TV over there. And it's like right. really, you've made. Well, he did have a great series, a great, yeah. great tournament, but that's all you've ever done, mate. But uh, yeah, that's that's my. If you're looking for a two slips in a gully, Aaron endorsed Dark Horse. I reckon South Africa are primed for a, a surprising tournament. I don't necessarily know they're going to win it. I'd love for I'd love for us to win it. But if we can't win it, I'd love for them to win it. Mm. But I think that um, they might poke their nose in where most people think it doesn't belong. Because obviously, you'd say Australia, India, Pakistan, England would probably be most pundits' guesses for the semi final. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see South and, Africa really stick their and nose you, in and you go. You can never write the Kiwis off. Yeah, the, we haven't talked about the Kiwis. Yeah. I think. Um, and this is what happens. We don't talk about them. The next thing they're in the final. And you go, where the hell do you guys come from? Well, it's a really wide open World Cup, I think. The Dutch. So really wide open World Cup. Because like you say, you think that India, Pakistan, Australia, England will be your four. Absolutely no reason why New Zealand can't be. And I personally think that um, South Africa are prime for a big one and could be there. So that's six. If the Windies go on a bit of a run, get some momentum, they could be right there. They've got to well. qualify first. They've got to qualify. I oh, think look, that they're going Is there anyone in the qualification sort of I would area like to actually who... see Namibia qualify. Yeah, I want to say I want to see Zimbabwe do well. I've, yeah. Since looking up the stuff for their World Eleven, I've been really like, I just love. I want these guys to get better again because yeah. just just get there and be. I think they play, in the world picture again. They play good T Twenty as well. If they were to qualify, I'm sure that nobody's really going to take them lightly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it'd just be good to see them have a run. I don't. I don't think these teams are going to. Win, but maybe they could win through to the, the later think stages. The encouraging thing that we're seeing with all of this as well, like even you look at the qualifying, look at all these different teams that are in the qualifying now. I mean, the UAE has obviously, you know, an Arab country that loves cricket. They've poured a, a crap load of money into their facilities mm. and obviously into player development. Um, the Netherlands. Always there or thereabouts. You've got Ireland. You've got Scotland. Do we think any of these guys can shut throw, throw well, Ireland's, Ireland's always good for an upset in a World Cup. Yeah, yeah. they can yeah. if they can knock England out. I might even I, I, like... I might even look for to become a naturalised Irishman if they can go and <laughs> knock England out. I'll just go and seek what what yeah. do I need to do to be a citizen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So look, I think the depth in world cricket in this particular format is is pretty good. Okay, yeah. we've seen a lot of countries come through, and the good thing is they're playing each other. There's a lot. There's been a lot of association cricket going on. There's been a lot of these lower tier nations playing. I actually, cricket. I actually like that format as well. The, <laughs> force, uh, force, the qualification. Yeah, 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 yeah. Force teams, what ranks nine and ten, to play against. Yeah. You know, this is kind of what we're talking about with with second tier test cricket. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, so eight teams make it, and then you end up going with a 12-team final World Cup. No, and yeah. then so then you have a, a stack of other teams playing off for the final four spots sort of thing. Um, do, we yeah. see, do we see any of these? Well, it's Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka beat us in T20s not that long ago, yet they, ha- they haven't qualified yet. Yeah, it's a very, very different. Like, they were playing on really slow burner pitches over there in the T20, so their spinners had a lot to work with. They're not going to get that here. I think they'll qualify. You think, think they'll get through? I think they'll, I'll make it out of the qualifiers. Um, I, I think probably... Are we expecting any I of think the test-playing nations to not make it? I, I would think that's. 
if I, without having a look at too much of the form running in, I think the West Indies, I think Sri Lanka, I think Ireland, I think Zimbabwe will be the four that make it through. Um, but Zimbabwe could quite easily be Namibia as well. They looked yeah. very strong at the last World Cup. So but that, Namibia, the good thing is it's, they're, they're putting it on the table and they're like, if you're good enough to win through here, you get a, a, a gig on the big stage. Yeah. yeah. And that'll be good. For a lot of these countries. Well, Namibia have shown that for such a tiny little cricketing nation, they punch well above their weight, certainly in the association circles. I think the only team that has the ceiling high enough to truly contend from that to to get to the, the semis would be the Windies. Yeah. If that all comes off. I just... I know they did it. They beat us in Sri Lanka and, and well done to them. I don't want to be disrespectful riding them off. I just don't think Sri Lanka at the, the peak of their powers, quite have enough to really keep up with um, the top nations in conditions where their trump card being their spinners will get as much love as what they got at home. Yeah. I think the conditions will nullify what the Sri Lankans do well too much for them to overcome England, yeah. India, us, yeah. um, Pakistan. I'm not sure their batting's up to it either. That's what I mean. So that's what their batting was a bit sketchy. If they came off, they came off. But they really bog teams down in the middle by just chucking spinner after spinner after spinner after spinner at us, and it, and it worked. We slowed the run rate down, and their batsmen had enough to to get home. And I just their spinners aren't going to be as effective in Australia, and I think that's really going to hamper how far they can go. And I think even the the windies they're going to be they're just a bit too streaky. If they get on a streak, they could they could go all the way. I mean, we've seen the windies do it before, where you're just like they're no chance, and they just get on a streak and they go all the way through. And, you know, Carlos Brathwaite hits Ben Stokes for four sixes and wins a World Cup. Yeah. Dust your hands off, go home. Yeah. Remember the name. Oh, um, yes. But then again, I could also see the Windies just getting clean bowled seven times out of 11 as they try and clear the step, you know, climb, try and clear fences and hole out and end up looking second rate. So yeah. um, I don't think they'll ever be second rate. That's probably a bit too much hyperbole the other way. But I just, yeah, there's the difference between their good and their bad is too much for them to be a serious contender. But if there was one in those qualifying rounds that I think has the the stuff to potentially make some noise, I think the Windies are probably the only ones that yeah. could do that. Yeah. yeah, fair. I don't think... Are we going to put our line next on the line of a prediction? Uh, I'm going to go us. I think we'll get the job done at home. I, yeah. I'd like... I, think, I think we're a very, very good chance. We've got a couple of question marks. I would like to see Maxwell making some runs. Um... And Aaron Finch. These these two games against England are going to be very important, I think, just to see how we do. Like I said, we, we're getting absolutely poleaxed by Hales and Butler, and we fought back really, really well. And if that last over from Richardson had been bowled by a Cummins or bowled by a Stark or bowled by a Hazelwood, I don't think it goes for 22 or whatever it went for, and we win that game. Yeah. We get home. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I don't think that – I don't think – I might be proven wrong after this podcast and I go home to watch the game. I don't think Butler and Hales are going to be 150 off 12 overs when you've got Zampa, Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood in the attack as opposed to Sams, Swepson, Richardson, Ellis. So I think that'll bring it back. Um, like there, if, if Maxwell comes out and has the tournament we know we can have – um, I don't see any reason why we can't win. Um, so I'm going to predict Australia, and I think I'm going to go predict an Australia-Pakistan final. That will be my... Well, I was about unless... to say, I'm, I'm predicting um, a repeat of 30 years ago. I think Pakistan will get it done. 
That's fine. Oh, so you're going, you're going to go Pakistan to beat yeah. us for or beat to win the World Cup? I, I think they'll win. Yeah, I don't know whether it'll beat us. I, I just don't think you you can't carry one of your eleven through. I don't. I think that's going to prove our downfall. Yeah. Fair. What about you, um, I I think we can get the job done. Like I said, I've got question marks. Yeah. Um, Maxwell at the moment is the big question mark for me. It's a key position at number four for a guy who strikes at one hundred and fifty. Um, we need him to fire for us to be at our best. I, I think potentially we could carry Finch so long as he doesn't absorb too much balls, too many balls getting out. But yeah. like if, if he has, if no, he has, no a, other team is carrying guys. Oh, I know, <laughs> like, but I think Australia's got enough depth. Yeah. If Maxwell fires, we could certainly send Finch out to get you know eleven off seven and go. Oh, that sucked. In the hope that he ends up getting a thirty or forty off twenty odd. If Maxwell doesn't fire. We, we can't win the world. We can't carry Finch and Maxwell, so that's going to be a big thing. But, um, yeah, I, I like our bowlers on our home conditions. You know, Zamps is going to be tough to play out here. Uh, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm not saying Australia's going to win with overwhelming confidence, but I don't see a reason why necessarily we can't. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the home team for this one, but there is so much competition, it's not funny. And like, I, can't, I would not surprise me to see Pakistan win. I would not surprise me to see India win. Wouldn't surprise me to see England win. Exactly. So, so out of those top four, there'd be no surprise. I don't think there's much surprise in any of them coming out on top at any one given time. The surprises are going to come a little bit lower down in the thing. Who you know, We're going to have a surprise semi-finalist. Are we going to have... You know, uh, some, you know, a couple uh, association team knock a couple of big boys over. That's going to be a lot of the interest in it at the start. Yeah, I think once we get to the semi finals, that's when it will get twenty twenty cricket. Exactly, it's, it's I mean, such a short game. Yeah, there's a lot of luck involved. Dare I say? Yeah. Sure, <laughs> we might reach out to you, the fans. Leave a comment on our Facebook page or our Twitter group and go what your predictions are for the World Cup. Predict your semi-finalists and then um, from there, who's going to win the final? Oh, and the player of the tournament. And Yeah, well, and a player of the tournament. I'll put my neck on the line. I'm going to say Tim David. Tim David. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Did you want to yeah. reveal yours now or do you want some time? No, I'll just go from impressions. Um... Barbara Azam playing? Oh, Barbara yes. Azam will be Barbara Azam will be I think playing. it will be Barbara Azam. Well, cool. That's a good one. Well, as I think that Australia is going to win and the player of the tournament is probably going to come from the winning nation, I'm going to go with Dave Warner to go back-to-back. He has been in some impressive form in the last couple of games. Like, going all the way back to that 90 against Zimbabwe in 140, um, uh, he's played a couple of really good clean hitting knocks against the Windies, and then again last night against England. I think, and there he's... hasn't been the good thing about him is too when Warner gets onto a roll, a really good roll, he's not streaky at all. There's no streakiness about what he does. He, everything basically comes out of the middle of the bat, yeah. and that's what's been happening. So yeah, I, I'm going to go. Yeah, my prediction is Australia to win and Warner to be the player of the series, just like in. Uh, in the, the last World Cup. And it just sets it up for a really big story, you know, storybook finish. Because you imagine that would be Warner's... You'd, he's talking about retiring at the end of next summer. You'd imagine that's probably his swan song from the T20 format because there's no major T20 tournaments. So he probably potentially steps aside and what a way to go out, you know, mm-hmm. from Sandpaper Gate to player of the tournament, two World Cups in a row. Yeah. So, yeah, that's mine. I'm going to go Warner player of the series and... Uh, Australia to win. Cool. So yeah, chuck it out. What do you what do you guys reckon? Who are gonna be your four semi finalists? Who's gonna go from there 
to the final and win, and who is going to be your player of the series. Uh, yeah, I'll put it up on uh, on Facebook, and uh, you guys can get inv- get amongst it and get involved. So that'll wrap up our, our T20 special. We're supposed to go home from here, and I'm going to go and get stuck in and watch the, uh, yes. the replay of the England-Australia game. I have chocolate ice cream and KO. Yes. <laughs> Happy man. Oh, <laughs> who needs Netflix and chill yeah. when you can have KO and ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Until then, bye for now. Bye. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.